Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Master Instructor Roundtable. Regional Master Instructor Marty Miller, and as always, here with my fellow Regional Master Instructor, dear friend, Miss Wendy Batts. Wendy, how's it going today? I'm good, Marty. How are you? Great. It's Thursday. It's Master Instructor Roundtable time. You know, great, great time to hang out with you and all these NESM family members. And, you know, let's go over another cool topic today. Yes, I think this is actually one that um, based on what we've seen on the Facebook page, based on some of the emails that we've gotten, and obviously based on our experience, Marty, and today we're going to talk a lot about um, basically setting your prices and not being scared to set your prices, as well as the cancellation strategies and processes that you, I think it's super important to have up front and have that conversation in the very beginning so it's crystal clear what the expectations are all around. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we all got in the industry because we want to help people. We love the science. We love fitness. We love all of that. But at the end of the day, Wendy, you and I know from experience, like we've been at this, I hate to say this, 25 years, which means we have, right? Glad you were sitting down for that. What means we have well exceeded the life expectancy of most people in the fitness industry. And part of that is our passion for knowledge and continue education but part of that is we have found a way to monetize it to the level that we need so we don't have to look to jump out of the industry. And that happens a lot. People get into it and they don't see the return and they don't make what they need to make. And sometimes they don't get through to that other side of where the time that takes to get going, the money starts to come in and they can make a living that is suitable for their efforts and for their lifestyle. And that's where we really want to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I think one 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 thing that I hear often, and one thing that I've I've seen, um, especially if you're a new trainer, is that you're scared to set your prices and set them at a reasonable cost. And you know, the thing is, is there's so many people out there that give things away for free, and so many people that that add so many discounts up front. And in all reality, when you look at the broad picture and you think about it, you're discounting your worth. And I think we have to understand that your time is your time. And it doesn't matter if you're doing one-on-one, -on -one, it doesn't matter if you're doing you know, virtual, if you're doing group, whatever your hourly rate is, should be a set hourly rate. And, you know, if, and we're going to talk about this too, but like if you're going to do packages and maybe you discount that if they buy in bulk, um, you know, Marty and I kind of have a different way of looking at that. Um, you know, that's one thing, but I think it's okay to be expensive because how much is someone's health worth? first of all. And second of all, what are you worth? How much education and time and effort have you put into being a trainer? Um, you should get paid for what, what your certifications are, your education, and what you can bring to the table to change someone's life for the better. Yeah, I totally agree. And I also look at it as I have one unit of time at eight o'clock, at nine o'clock. I cannot ever duplicate that. I can't leverage it unless I'm doing an even smaller group, but these principles would stay the same. Is So when you're looking at providing yourself an income with an hourly exchange for dollars, you know, there has to be a fair exchange there because it's, if you don't use that time up in your schedule, you never get that money back. You know, it's not like you can, you know, if you're, if you're selling widgets, you can sell five widgets tomorrow and you only sold two today and you averaged out three and a half. It's not the way it is in fitness is you have to make sure that you're within reason uh, and your market value you have to make sure that you maximize it because that's how you're making your living. And that's how you're going to get to that next level of income that will hopefully allow you to continue in the industry, continue to invest in yourself and continue to change lives. I think one of the, the key points that you said, especially when you're thinking about pricing is when you get into this industry, it's very competitive. 
And so you don't want to necessarily be the most expensive person out there, especially if you're brand new and you don't really, you know, feel comfortable in designing programs and can rattle things off. However, you don't always want to be the cheapest either, because, you know, then it's like, well, why are you so cheap and this person's so expensive? They must be better because they charge more. And so you want to keep that in mind. You want to look and do your research, find out what the big box gems trainers are charging. What are the boutique gems charging? What are some independent, you know, uh, people charging and, and use our Facebook group. I mean, ask around, like, what are some competitive prices? Because I know it's definitely more expensive to train in New York than it is in Mississippi because the cost of living is different. And so, I mean, you have to think about that and be realistic because, um, you know, that also matters. And then I think you need to think, okay, well, then this, this, this scheme of where I fit in, what, what do I need to make in order to make a living and stay, you know, relevant and grow my education and grow my business and then put a price on it and stick to that price. Because I'll tell you a story, Marty. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll let you jump in before I tell you, tell it, but I, I think, you know, the story I'm probably going to tell about pricing. Yeah. Um, so well, I'll go ahead and tell it. So anyway, if somebody, and I've heard this and I see it all the time, if somebody says, you know what, you know, they do an assessment, they find out that they really need a trainer and the trainer says, and I'm just going to use this as an example, I'm a hundred dollars an hour, but I really think I need to see you two to three times a week. We're also going to do check-ins. There's little things I have to hold you accountable. I know that I can help you because of this, that, and the other. And then that person says, oh, well, I can't afford that. The worst thing you can do the worst thing, and I've seen this all the time, and this is a true story that I've heard from other trainers, um, is saying, well, you know what, how about $75? If I go ahead and just bring it down to $75, I will be willing to do that for you because I want to help you reach your goals. Well, you just devalued yourself $25 a session, which is $75 a week. Plus, you just showed that you were overcharging then at that point. Your rate should be your rate. And if somebody says, well, I don't think I can do that, then you have to negotiate. Well, how many times a week can you afford that? Because that's my rate and I want to help you be successful. And then at that point, you're going to have to do a lot of other things yourself in order to maximize and reach these goals in the timeline that you gave us. So that's just one thing I've seen it. It's a story that I hear all the time and don't ever, ever like start negotiating your rate because then it just shows that you were trying to quote rip them off in the beginning. Yeah. I've seen different similarities with that. I can give you an example back in 2008 when there was the economic crash and I was a director of a private country club, but people were still feeling the pinch. And I went to my board of directors and I had just taken over the club and I said, I'm going to tier our trainers. And they go, well, what does that mean? So we're going to have tier one through tier five and the higher tier you are based on qualifications. And I had made the trainers earned the right to go to that next tier, that there was a, a price increase from let's say 65 to 75 to 85 to hundred. The board of directors thought I was nuts. They're like, do you know what's going on in the world right now? I said, no, trust me, I got this. And guess which trainers were the busiest? The ones that charged more. And it wasn't because of the gimmicks. It was because I said to my board of directors that if you can't afford the first 75, you're not worried about the last five to $10 to get to 85. So let's just take that out of the equation is that people need to see the value. They need to understand exactly why they're paying for it. And then it's a non-issue. We're not just saying throw a price up there because that's what somebody else is charging. Figure out why that person's charging it. How did they earn it? And then from there, you fit in your slot and then you charge accordingly. 
Yes, and I'm Wendy Batts here with Marty Miller on the Master Instructor Roundtable this week, and we're talking so far about pricing strategies, and we're going to get to the cancellation next. And, you know, I just, I really want trainers to make it in this industry. And the number one reason that people aren't successful or stay in this business, and I know that they would do so well, is they are not marketing themselves. They don't, you know, sometimes you lack the confidence. You guys have to understand, if you have your NASM CPT, and you are confident in your abilities, and you can build rapport, you can talk the talk, then the other stuff is easy. But you know, one of the ways that you can actually build your business and talk about your prices is what I do is I pr provide a free assessment to everyone that comes in to work with me, because I want to make sure a that is something that I can, you know, successfully have them hit a goal that they've set realistic goals that they don't need to, you know, seek outside help because it's something that I can't help them with. But I also want to show my value before I start talking about my pricing. So I spend time showing them, hey, ideally, this is what we're looking for. This is what I'm seeing in the way that you move. And these are some of the strategies that I'm going to do to help fix that, to correct that. So when you're talking about your low pain or low back pain, or you're talking about the shoulder pain, a lot of it's stemming from this, that, and the other. In order to do that, though, we're going to have to start foam rolling and stretching and working different muscles to make sure that it's working properly, realign you, and then we're going to actually get you working into the strength and power that you want to get to. But I'm going to ensure you can do that safely. And at that point, they're like sold. So then when I say this is what I charge, it's not sticker shock. It's like, you know what, I can do all that. And I am 100% confident in how I'm selling myself. And if that's when if somebody says, well, I can't afford that three times a week, then it's like, well, what can you do? Based on what I told you, this is the stuff that we're going to have to do in order for you to be successful. I'm telling Absolutely. you guys, yep. I, I, it works. It works. Without a doubt. I think it's just having a strategy, just like anything in life. You know, we talked about having an education, continued education strategy. We talked about whatever it is, is instead of just randomly doing things, you have to really think them out, be thoughtful about them, do your market research, you know, and then from there, you can implement a strategy, but that strategy should show your worth, not, you know, just a random number put together because, you know, like, well, I saw other people charging that, you know, because mm -hmm. you're going to have to have that conversation. And, and as Wendy said, and be uh, say, here's why I charge what I charge. And here's that I'm you know going to be consistent with it. Mm -hmm. and, and if and, and too, if you're new and you're not going to start a business, you know, training, you know, like just personally, like you own your own business, you're going to start out on your own, you're going to try to find clients. If you actually have to go to a big, big box gym or even some of these boutique gyms, they already have your prices set for you. And, you know, to me, you know, if you're new, sometimes that's actually very beneficial because they are actually feeding you clients. They're doing the marketing, but realize that if it's a hundred dollars a session, you're only going to get a smaller percentage of that. And the club makes more of the money, but they're also doing all of the heavy lifting to get that person on your schedule. And so I think if you're new, sometimes being able to interact with other trainers, being able to watch other trainers build, you know, kind of build that that camaraderie with the trainers that you're working with and sharing ideas. I think it's a very good first step, you know, so sometimes, you know, you hear, Oh, I don't want to give a percentage away, but you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. And then as you grow and feel more comfortable in your programming and talking with individuals and selling who you are, if you decide to later step away and go to either a different type of gym or do some things on your own, you're prepared and ready and you understand kind of the basic steps that you needed to take because somebody helped you along the way. 
Yep, absolutely. And I've, I've had that conversation with people that they're, they get very frustrated when they think they're giving up too big a percentage. And there's always going to be a right and wrong. But, you know, I ask them, okay, where could you potentially get 3000 potential customers? Did you have half a million to a million dollars to buy all this equipment? And when you start, you know, do they give you benefits? Do, you know, so when you look at all that, don't be upset if someone's taking a percentage from you because mm-hmm. you couldn't duplicate that environment again. So, but it, in, again, there's ways that um, some companies are very fair. Some companies aren't, I get that. So you got to do your homework on that as well, but that is a great way to start. If you again are new to it and you want to learn some systems. And then from there, as you build your confidence and reputation, you might absolutely be able to branch out. Yeah. And I think another very important component on the pricing before we move on to the other stuff is to think that as you continue to grow as a trainer and as you get some of these other you know, specializations and certifications, it's OK then to increase your pricing. However, you know, you want to be careful on how you do it. And, you know, I think communication is key as some of my clients that I've had for a very long time. I haven't increased their rates because they were they stuck with me from the beginning. I've had them for a long time. And even if I did it, an increase, maybe it wouldn't to to be to the full. That's that's totally up to me on how I want to do it. However, you know, inflation does happen. You guys have to grow your business. You're going to have to increase your rates as you grow or your business will be very stagnant and you're going to be making the same thing. So it's okay to offer different services, provide different price points for different things. Again, with me being a manual therapist and being a trainer and, you know, doing performance, you know, coaching, I have a lot of different things depending on how I'm setting up that session and my price points will be different depending on that. However, I have a minimum of what my hourly rate is. The add-ons are add-ons. And so, and I let them know that up front. And I'm telling you guys, because this is how it is. And I'm very confident in how I sell it. I seldomly, if ever, especially now get pushback. That might be my cockiness, but that also it's, it's because I am pretty sure I will never take on a client that won't hit a goal. Right. Totally. And, you know, I think a couple of key points in there is, you know, you've got a system, you're clear with the communication ahead of time. There's no shocks, no surprises. So we're going to get into that. So for those of you that are just joining myself and one, you're talking about pricing strategy. And then we are going to talk about the cancellation strategy as well. But as we kind of continue on that pricing is be clear, be concise, let people know. And then from there, there is no surprise. Everyone understands from the very beginning. And that's a great way to, you know, prevent any problems for sure. And I love the add on concept, Wendy. So that way people are, you know, if you, want to offer something else if you can. And again, NASM has the certified nutrition coach. We came out with the flexibility coach. You could either blend all that in and then have one price, or you can say, Hey, when we're doing personal training, I'm $80 an hour. If we do these sessions, I'm a hundred, you know, mm-hmm. however you want to do that, but it's just be very clear. Cause once you bring in that other service, if you have those skill sets and then you try to charge, that's going to be a problem. Yes. And we're actually, I mean, we're super fortunate because, and this is kind of a cheap plug, but we want you guys to tune in next week as well, because we are actually meeting with Darlene Marshall, who is a, um, she's a wellness coach and she's also an NASM personal trainer. And she has a dual business just like I do. Um, Hers is totally different because she's offering coaching and training, which are two different things. And so she goes in, you know, we'll go into a lot of detail of the differences in that. And I think, you know, that's one thing we have to understand is those additional services, there can be a price increase and you just have to make sure that you're worth every penny. 
And if you have self-doubt of what you're charging, then you need to reevaluate your pricing. Because for me, I have, I don't breathe hard once when I tell them this is what my hourly rate is. And if people are like, wow, I didn't realize that it was going to be that expensive. It's like, well, you know, there are other trainers out there. And if you think there, you know, you can hit other goals working with them, then by all means, please feel free. But if you want to work with me, this is, this is what I charge. Yep. No, I totally agree. And you know, what I've done in the past too, is three months before I do a pricing increase, I don't drop it on them. Like, Hey, mm -hmm. guess what? You know, I, I give them plenty of time to think if they want to go to another trainer or whatever the case may be. But, you know, I might say, you know, you know, end of October, I might say, just, so you know, January 1st is what my prices are going to be. I don't necessarily change them every year, but I don't also drop that on them at the last minute. It's always clear communication ahead of time. So that way they can make, as you said, when they go find somebody else, then that's totally cool. I get it. Yeah. And I think it's important too, like you said, I mean, write it, write it down, send mm -hmm. it like in a, in a nice letter with your letterhead, your logo, um, you know, and then also when you, you know, have the conversation like, Hey, I sent out a, you know, sent you a letter. I just wanted you to know that, you know, you're going to be receiving this because I wanted you to be able to see it in print, you know, understand that this is the reason why, you know, I'm, I'm building my business. Maybe you're reducing your, your hours of how many, you know, how long you're going to be in there. So therefore, you know, you've got to make it work for you. And the number one thing that I see with trainers is they're scared to talk about money. And mm -hmm. you know what, guys, you go and you put gas in your gas tank. You're not scared to see that there was a ton of a, a price increase in gas, you know, you know, different times of the month. I'm not saying you're going to do that with your, your sessions. So it's okay to, to increase your sessions, like you said, ahead of time, but the, they're making you a necessity. And so they need to pay for your rate. You don't negotiate your, with your doctor or Marty. Nope. You don't negotiate with your lawyer. Heck no. <laughs> we had to so, go back a few sessions, a few roundtables. <laughs> I just gave an example as professionals. And I said, my doctor, my lawyer, and you know, so it, it'll be a, it'll be a running joke between the two of us for a while now. So. Uh, yes. And you know, if you guys are joining us on our master instructor roundtable with Marty Miller and I were talking about, we just talked a lot about pricing how you set your prices per your session and the reasons that it's okay to charge your worth. And, and you're the only one that can, can really determine what your worth is. What is your time worth? What do you need to make to stay in it? What do you need in order to it to be the right choice and for you to stay in your field that you love and you're passionate about? Guys, you, if you're passionate about it, you have the education, you're continuing, set your prices. Now, with that being said, it's also important to upfront when you're discussing your sessions and what you're willing to do and you're discussing your pricing, you also need to have a cancellation policy so you don't end up, and I hate to say it this way, you don't screw yourself long term because you didn't make it crystal clear in the beginning what they need to do to cancel without getting charged for a session. Absolutely. And Wendy, one thought that came into mind as we transition is, what I would say is if you don't think you're able to charge what you think you're worth, and I mean this with all due respect, if you're having trouble, you know, look at what you could do better. Like Wendy, I know you do a phenomenal job confirming your appointments, sending out emails. Mm -hmm. You add a level of service outside of your expertise in the science. You're always maintaining your CEUs. You're always looking to get better. If you're doing that, as you get rolling in this industry, you're going to end up being able to charge what you think is appropriate. So I just want you guys to uh, focus on that is 
there could be a reason that you still need to sharpen your skills a little bit to get to that next level of income. Mm -hmm. But to that point, what Wendy's saying again, as we transition into the cancellations, make it no surprise, right? Nobody likes to feel they're getting ripped off. No one feels like, Hey, I didn't know that. So Wendy, I guarantee you, I know that you're very blunt and professional with people up front. I'm sure you even maybe you have an, a document that you send out ahead of time so people are aware of it. That's professional. That's what I'd expect from my lawyer, Wendy, right? Here's my rate. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, and, and, and again, even with my doctors now, they'll confirm and say, if you don't show up, you're going to get charged X. Fair. Like, it's not a surprise. Yes. And, you know, when, when you think about it and you're going through and you're having them sign liability forms and waivers, you're looking, you know, and, and, and the, that means they're committed to you, right? I mean, they're coming in and you're making sure that the paperwork is done. It's okay to actually have a sheet that you've actually created yourself again with your own logo or whomever, and then just say, listen, and this is what I do. Again, you guys can choose whatever's in your best interest. But when I'm like, listen, this is my hourly rate and I do have a strict 24 hour cancellation policy. So what I would like for you to do is I usually send you out a reminder. I don't say always because there's that one time that I might forget, but I say I usually send a reminder to let you know that that your appointment, you know, I'm just confirming your appointment tomorrow at 8 a.m. and it's going to be 8 a.m the day before. If you have any questions or if there's any reason, please let me know immediately. Um, if not, you'll be charged for the session, you know? Um, and usually they're like, oh, sounds great or thumbs up. It reminds them like, oh, I don't want to forget that I have my appointment because, you know, people are busy and sometimes they forget what day it is. And then also if something does come up, then you're giving them an out without saying, oh, nope. And if they let you know at like noon that time, it's after 24 hours, that's usually okay, if, especially because it gives you time to refill that hour. However, you, if you said strict in the beginning, you still have that option to charge them. I don't, but you, you know, you're giving them an out and you're also confirming your calendar. So maybe that hour you're going to bring something and work on some, some marketing strategy for yourself, work on some continued education or you go and work out yourself. And, you know, you know what your schedule looks like because it was confirmed ahead of time. And, you know, one of the things that I did in my business is, and again, depends on where you're working and depends on the environment. So again, this is just some high level advice is the general rule I had. If somebody's not blowing me off, I think we all know, right? Somebody calls and they have to pick up their kid and this, that, the other. What I would generally do is if they could find a gap in my schedule within the hours that I was working, so it didn't create me having to come in a different time, or whatever, and they could pick up an hour where I had a gap, I would usually give them a free pass mm -hmm. that time. You know, I'd be like, hey, you know what? I know I have the 24-hour policy, but you're a valuable customer. If you can make Wednesday at nine, that person had to move. No harm, no foul on this one. But I'm clear on this one. And if they're like, no, can you do 6 p.m.? I'm like, hey, that I'm, I, I can't do that because I'm not here. But, you know, if you want to not get charged with the cancellation, I can do that. But again, it's mm -hmm. very clear that I'm doing them the favor within these boundaries. Because again, we all love to feel that we're being respected on the other end of it if they're a tremendous client. If someone's not showing up, doesn't call, no call, no show, you know what I mean? Hey, I could have been doing other things. I could have booked somebody else. So right. that's a totally different situation. And, and I think it's important to say too, I mean, you're using this as, as your own discretion to, to Marty's point. Things happen, guys. Things happen to people. You know, 
unfortunately a kid might get sick or like, you know, you, you've got to run a dog to a vet and, it, you know, things in your schedule sometimes are unforeseen and, and, you know, you want to be compassionate because, you know, you're human and things may happen, you know, where you need to cancel at the last minute because you need to run off. Like, you know, I have a five-year-old, if he got sick at school and I had sessions and I had to cancel because the school called me, it's very unfortunate, but I can't leave my kid at the school because I have these clients. I would have to call. And then at that point, I owe them a session. And I tell them, guys, I'm so sorry for the last minute cancellation. The next one's on me. That's what I do if I have to cancel. So if I'm going to go above and beyond and offer that to them because I'm messing up someone's schedule, then then that's that's what I'm choosing to do. And that's why I feel comfortable when I have that strict policy because they're not doing, you know, they still need to pay me because of that reason. Now, like to, to your point, Marty, if somebody calls and says, hey, listen, my kid got sick. I'm not going to be able to make it. I am so sorry. You know, um, is there anything I can do? Then that's when I would say, hey, I've got Thursday at this time or Friday at this time. Is there any other day that you could make work based on my schedule and when I have openings? If they say no, I would just say, okay, you know what? this is your free pass, like totally get it. You know, I really hope so-and-so feels better. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week and then drop it. But if somebody calls and says, Hey, I had a meeting that popped up, I'm not going to be able to make it. You know, it's unfortunate and that's really going to be your discretion. But sometimes I tell them like, listen, with work, you're going to have to make sacrifices for your health. And if you let work, 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 always interfere with your sessions, then you are going to lose out on a lot of money. Yep. Totally agree. And, and for those of you that are just joining in, Today, Wendy and I are tackling the topic of pricing and cancellation policies. So we're kind of going into that cancellation. So if you didn't hear the discussion of the pricing, we'll be posting this. You can check it out on NESM's uh, YouTube channel because this is a topic that is so uh, troubling for some fitness professional on really how to go about it. So hopefully we're providing you some safe guidelines and great advice. And Wendy, I think that I'm 100% with you that if I'm going to be rigid in a way with my cancellation policy, again, understanding. I'm also going to be very understanding where there's times where, like you said, things come up and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be 15 minutes late because there's a traffic accident or I have to cancel. I will absolutely eat that one because I want them to know this goes both ways. But if I'm going to be professional, I expect them to be professional as far mm -hmm. as how they treat my time. Absolutely. And, you know, and it's okay to you know, like for me, I start building, like they become my family. Like I've had clients mm -hmm. for so long that, you know, they don't want to cancel. They enjoy spending time with me and we have a good time with their sessions and they're getting results. And they know that when it comes to their health and their journey, I am there to support them 100%. If they are like one of my athletes, I want them to be the best on the court because that means I did my job and I hold a lot of value in what I'm able to provide. And that's why when it comes to my pricing, I feel comfortable with what I charge. I love to support my clients again, you know, like I have a lot of athletes. So when I see them on television and they're going up for a dunk or a layup, I'm like, yes, see, I told you that blah, 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 was going to pay off. And, you know, they, I get the eye roll the next time, you know, they get back to their phone. Like, yeah, yeah, this is all because of you. And I'm like, you damn right. It is. So, you know, again, it's just, you know, having that ability to work with your clients and have fun with them, you know, I think that says some stuff, but yes, all in all, just be just be comfortable in your business, guys. This is a business and you're making a business transaction. And so, again, you don't blink an eye when you have to pay your doctor or you, you know, you pay your grocery bill or you pay your electric bill. This is the bill for training. And if they're choosing to have a trainer, it comes with a cost. Just make sure that their cost that they're paying 
you are providing 100% of your time to that client. You're not on your phone. You're 100% dialed in. You know what they're doing in their program. And it's not like, let's try this. It's a, nope, we're going to go here next. Let's do this. This is how I want you to execute it and be very professional at all times. And that's why the model is your best friend, because it's going to guide you through the process of being able to deliver amazing results. You have so much continued education within the NASM family of opportunities in educational products to continue to grow in multiple different ways. And then hopefully, you know, they um, have the value that, you know, our live discussions such as this, master uh, the other podcasts, my coffee talks, everything can hopefully make you that well-rounded fitness professionals. Cause it's not just about the science. It's then how do you take that science and apply it within every human being you see? And we've had topics on that as well as, okay, how do you monetize this and make this a business now? So that's what we're trying to provide. So I know this conversation is a little different that we're not digging into science, but if you can't run a business, all the science in the world isn't going to let you go out and help change a lot of people's lives because you may switch careers, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And one thing too, I'm kind of going back a little bit to the pricing I think it's important and Marty's really good about this. Um, You know, I'm trying to get better, but, you know, setting your own personal goals. What do you want to make each and every year? What do you want to make in three years? What do you want to make in five years? And obviously there should be a price increase. And so there's only so many hours a day that you can train. And so, you know, one thing is, is if, like you said, you end up increasing your rates, that's one way of doing it. But maybe it's also increasing you know, like I said, your, your services, maybe you're doing dual services, but also think too, you know, like maybe, you know, if you want, if you enjoy groups and you know that that's going to be something that's differentiating, you know, or differentiates you to other gyms and other people that, um, that you're working with, then maybe train three or four people. You'd reduce the rate of what that, that normal hour would be, but you're still going to make more because you're charging instead of, you know, like $100 for one hour with one client, maybe you're charging 150 and you're dividing that by three, four, however many people you're working with in that hour. So it's cheaper for them, but you're still making more per hour um, and giving them the ability to work together and group interaction and all that fun stuff. Yep. And I know, um, Wendy, I can speak for you. And I know that this is how we do our business. Everything we do from the how we're going to train people goes through the NASM filter because that's the evidence-based approach. Then we figure out, okay, what business model am I trying to replicate or duplicate? Then we still follow the NASM model, right? Okay, small group or this or that. I'm going to do the assessments. I can do this. And then I'm going to continue to build my skill set. I'm going to go get the certified nutrition coach. I'm going to get the CES or the PES. Now I could market those and they may give me more clients and get me busier. Or I can talk about different tiers or different skill sets. And, or maybe you go do some of the group training things that we have. So you learn how to control that environment. All of those things are just truly guiding you to a path of having the ability to make more money. But what I encourage people to do is take, get a mentor who has been able to monetize well, read some books on the outside, like we talked about in the book club that help you with these type of things. Because at the end of the day, you have to be comfortable with the exchange of your time, your efforts, your knowledge versus what you get in return. And once that happens, I think with the strategies that Wendy and I talked about today and some other things that we've gone through, I think it should help give you a framework on how truly to be successful as a fitness professional. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, that's pretty much the best wrap up. I think I could have even come up with Marty, but Drop yeah, just, just done. I know. Yes. That, you know, I'm telling you, I mean, just guys be confident, be confident in what, you know, be confident in your ability, 
like like we 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 just said kind of as a recap look at your market find out what the cost you know the average cost is and then find out are you above average based on your education and your confidence level and your ability to program and your ability to help someone are you new so you're maybe a little bit below average and then adjust your pricing accordingly but whatever you set it you know your price to then at that point no negotiation from there unless you start negotiating up and um, and then do that as Ma Marty said, massage it into months in advance notice, and then at that point, you know, let them know all about what it is you do. Show up, be professional, and if you have to cancel or they have to cancel, make sure you're very crystal clear on the policies and strategies that go along with that, um, because it's a two-way road. Excellent. Well, Wendy, another great topic in session, I believe, hopefully, I think we got some feedback in there as well. So, you know, we are here truly to answer your questions. We have, uh, we've kind of laid out the next couple of weeks, but we're always willing to adjust if there's those questions that pop in. So both Wendy and I do monitor the NASM CPT Facebook page. And this is sometimes where we grab that. If you're not in there, go request it. If you're an NASM certified personal trainer, great place to, to continue to speak to people. And then we are here every Thursday to go over everything NASM career, however we can help you. So Wendy, if you want to share your contact information. Sure. So if you guys want to email me directly, um, as you can see on the screen, it's uh, wendy.bats, um, B-A-T-T-S, at nasm.org. Or you can find me on Instagram and it's wendy.bats13. Awesome. And then our amazing producer, Eric, will be putting my information up here. It's marty.miller at nasm.org. And then Instagram is dr.martymiller72. So Wendy, thanks again for all of your expertise and great insight. Thank you all for attending. And we look forward to seeing you again next week.